0: Welcome to the Major Spoilers Dueling Review. We record this on a Wednesday. You get it on a Thursday. Or maybe you get it on a Wednesday if you follow the uh, iTunes and the RSS feeds that we put out. Um, so you can, you know, if you follow us, if you if you subscribe via iTunes, if you use iTunes as a reader, as soon as that uh, new episode goes up, you can, you can instantly download it. Or it'll actually be downloaded and waiting for you the next morning before we put the actual link up on the Majorspoilers.com site. Or... If you follow at Major Spoilers on Twitter, as soon as the um, new episode goes live, there's a, there's a tweet that's sent out that says, "Hey, you can go get the new episode from the iTunes or the RSS feed." Yep, that's what we do
1: because we are awesome. We
0: also review uh, comic books. We do, and each week Matthew and I sit down and we pick up a book that we were interested in during the week, and we read it thoroughly and we talk amongst ourselves. And then we let you guys know what we thought of that fantastic book.
1: We so, remind you of things you all knew but forgot to laugh at the first time. Yes,
0: exactly. So uh, this week we are picking up uh, issue number 98 of Invincible from Image Comics, uh, written by Robert Kirkman, art by Ryan Otley. And if you know Ryan Otley's art, you know that it can get kind of graphic at, at times. Blood. Sometimes. Also interesting, not so much blood in this issue, uh, compared to last issue, this issue starts off with um, what's the guy's name? Tyrone. No, that's his brother. Uh, what's no. the, what's his name? Theodore.
1: Now you made me forget. Um, Traction. Mar... Well, he was bulletproof.
0: OK, so bulletproof
1: uh, Zandale
0: Zandale. That's it. Zandale is uh, dressed up in the Invincible costume, and he's trying to uh, talk to Mark. And and when I say the Invincible costume, the original Image Comics uh, icon logo, uh, Invincible costume, yeah. And Mark is wearing the blue on black Image Comics logo,
1: blue on black tears on a river. What I like to refer to as the Jim Lee version is it? Yeah, I think I don't know if Jim Lee created it, but I know Jim Lee drew it at one point. Oh, okay. Or maybe I'm thinking of David Finch. I always get them confused.
0: Um, So uh, Zandale has been posing as Invincible because while Mark was away in space trying to save the universe uh, and losing his powers, uh, his girlfriend, Adam Eve, they had formed kind of this company where Invincible was serving as protection and and doing superhero duties to basically whoever could pay the money. And because people wanted Invincible to do these tasks... Uh she basically um hired uh Zandale as a you know a scab a replacement while Mark was busy doing whatever Mark was doing. And Mark for a while had lost his powers. He had come back to Earth following the uh the Omni Man battle and basically was powerless. And uh Yeah,
1: I believe there was some sort of alien virus that was supposed to kill all uh Viltrumites or humans Right. Or and
0: something. he just basically lost his power. Until, of course, if you've read Issue ninety seven, where we kind of find out what happened to Zandale's parents, which is kind of creepy, um, yeah. and then of course we see in a uh, little what is it four page or so telling of uh, Adam Eve and Mark getting it on uh, right at that one particular wow. moment that happens <laughs> when people get it on. Mark uh, gets his powers back, so he's back and he's wearing his blue invincible where she costume. Tells
1: you just shut up and go away.
0: Yes, um, but uh, basically. Zandale's like, hey, uh, I can give you the Invincible name and the costume and everything back. And Mark's basically like, no, go ahead and keep it. I've got other things to do. I want to look at a bigger picture. And I guess this is, I guess, part of the problem with Invincible, you know, because it's been going this long, it's starting to fall into that trap that happens with a lot of superhero comics and especially comics that start to get up there with high numbers where it's not really accessible for new readers to jump on board because, first of all, you need to know who Xandale is. You need to know who Invincible is. You need to know the whole story arc where, um, where Mark and what's his name? Dinosaurus or whatever his name is, um, uh, yeah. decided to work.
1: To,
0: they decided to work together to save the world. And Dinosaurus believes that the humans have wrecked the population uh, and population have wrecked the earth and, um, uh, they were going to work together to try to slow the global warming problem and, and save billions of billions of lives. Well, while Mark was out of commission, Dinosaurus couldn't help him, and so he decided to launch his ultimate um, fail-safe to save the planet, which is yes. where the bulk of the story comes from. There's also other things that—and it's really weird how Kirkman does this— um we see little flashbacks or little uh jumps to other stories that have been going on for a long time um remember mm-hmm. the the squids whatever the little squid things were that appeared in like the first or second the issue sequins, yeah. yeah the sequids. they appeared like in the first or second issue of invincible and it wasn't until way up in the 90s 80s or 90s that that story finally paid off and that's kind of what's going on with um um mastermind or whatever his name is. Uh, uh Angstrom.
1: Angstrom Levy.
0: Yeah, we only get a real quick two-page here's what's going on with Angstrom Levy. Remember when he went crazy and tried to kill everybody? Okay, here's a check-in with him. Okay, now we're going to, now we're going to go back to Earth and see Mark trying to save the city of Los Angeles from what they believe Matthew is a bomb.
1: Right. A series of bombs actually. Dinosaurus wiped out Las Vegas. With a series of bombs, maybe 20 issues ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. And, yeah, Mark thinks that the same thing is going on here. And so he mobilizes the Guardians of the Globe. Dun, dun, dun. Banded together from many, many different sort of, well, I don't know what you'd call it. I guess banded together from many different uh, places. Yeah, the Guardians.
0: uh, The Guardians of the Globe.
1: Yes, a bigger collection of uh, tokens and uh, expectations you will never find, because the French girl doesn't bathe, and the uh, Mexican guy apparently drinks, and it's it's a little offensive to me, honestly. What? <laughs> Seriously, if you read Guardians of the Globe. I have
0: not read Guardians of the Globe, so I don't know what's okay. going on in and that one.
1: The Taiwanese hero speaks uh, like Charlie Chan. Oh, really? Best Best a tiger always. And I'm like, why is he talking like Mr. Miyagi?
0: Now, that, that's an ongoing that just started, right? Like a month or there so ago? There was a
1: six-issue mini, mm-hmm. and then the ongoing started about three, four months ago, because I think they're up to issue four.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I have not read but, that series. And in fact, you know, save for the podcast and the stuff that we're doing here on Dueling Reviews and the Major Spoilers podcast, my reading of comics has been really super light lately because I just don't have time between editing shows and dealing with kids and dealing with the RWJs show It is just insane. I mean, I barely had time to sit down today and read uh Spider-Man 699. Oh my god. There's a creepy what happened? <laughs> I'll give you a little hint. We should
1: have reviewed that.
0: <laughs> I'll give you a hint. No, we should have, but we talked about that. We'll get hit, we'll hit number issue 700. Um uh, there's Peter is seeing uh Doc Ock's memories. And he flashes to the point where, remember when Doc Ock and uh, Aunt May were going to get married? married (laughs) And uh, there's a little flash where uh, Aunt May is kind of in her wedding gown looking at him and saying, Oh, nobody has to know that we did this before our wedding night.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) It is the creepiest. And
0: Aunt May looks especially old and wrinkly in that one panel.
1: Oh, Stephen.
0: It is. It is pretty disturbing. But the rest of the issue is really good. People should go check it out. So anyway, Mark is flying through Los Angeles, the underground of Los Angeles, trying to find six bombs.
1: Right. Well, they, I don't know if they know that it's six bombs. They find six bombs. Oh, right. there are more bombs. Mm-hmm. And the, the whole point is Mark thinks that Dinosaurus is trying to blow up the city. Right. It turns out the Dinosaurus is trying to set off the San Andreas Fault.
0: Well, he's at least trying to destroy Los Angeles, uh, thinking that those millions of people that live in Los Angeles will offset the climactic change and thus reset everything. Or at least that's what that's what he's given the illusion to Mark and and the Guardians of the Globe. That's what he's. But in reality, in reality, uh, he's using that as a diversion. Yeah. So So that he can pull the ultimate ultimatum story. Uh, and the I re- ultimate re- so if people know the uh, Ultimate Comics Matthew's favorite line of comics ever produced by Marvel uh, they did this arc in um, the Ultimate Comics where Victor Von Doom just flipped his lid uh, and decided that he was going to wipe out the east coast of North America by sending a huge tidal wave to basically drown New York and everything else New York got the brunt of it Um, big cataclysmic event, killed a lot of people, set off the ultimatum line, set off the all new ultimate universe and really set off the, the, uh, the tumble, the tumble of the the title. Yeah. Tumble of the title down as the readers, uh, walked away in mass. And so what does Kirkman do? He, uh, yeah, same thing. Is that Greenland that he no out? if you look in the in, if you look where it is, it's actually Antarctica, it's up at the top of the world, and so he actually is just breaking off a huge just basically chunk of the ice shelf which goes slamming into the water from the North Pole, which would then radiate outwards around the globe uh and sending this massive tidal wave. well, the weird thing is. The massive tidal wave really probably would not hit Los An- or, uh, San Diego, because that's the first place that we see it hitting. Just in the way... Now, if you're talking about a sudden elevation rise in the water... The
1: Comic-Con.
0: Yeah, yeah, because uh, they show the Comic-Con. It's like, well... Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. And the fact that the water is... New York. Well, but the water is rising then, so high. So I could see yes. it hit San Diego, and I could see it hit New York. But Paris is, like, way in the middle of... Uh, <laughs> France, and uh, nowhere in, not really near the coast right i mean it's it's quite a ways inland, so what the implication is is that it's not just the coasts that are inundated, but the entire uh, entire continents are being inundated by this water, which I don't know if there's that much displacement that could happen from that much ice, even if there was that much ice. I have a real problem with with that
1: yeah, and the 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 Eiffel tower. The water in Paris is a good 60 feet deep. So you would think that the Eiffel Tower being hit by that much water would not just stand there. It yeah, would yeah. come down.
0: Let me just find. I mean,
1: that's, that's a lot of water. That's a lot of stuff. You know. Well, and- let's just
0: look. So the Paris Evelation, uh, the topography of Paris, according to the uh, to the Wikipedia, is uh, let's see if we can find Paris on here. Uh, Wiki. Montmartre. Uh, is 425 feet above sea level. Belleville, uh, 420 feet above sea level. So in order for a huge, massive wave of water to go crashing, you're talking about raising the water level of the planet by five, 600 feet, at least, to go that far. And I yeah. don't know if that's actually possible. Yeah, I don't know if that's actually possible.
1: They oh, also you know, flood Tokyo.
0: Yeah, well, and that's a that's and a coastal city. And they th- uh, uh, what is it? Not Thailand, but uh, uh, Saudi Arabia with uh, an island. I- I'm sorry, Dubai, the one with the the tallest uh, tower. They flood Dubai. Fled Dubai. Yeah. Uh, Australia, Japan, and
1: Sydney, Australia.
0: Sydney, yeah. And then Mark realizes, hey, wait a minute, Dinosaurus isn't just trying to kill a few million people to save billions; he's trying to kill
1: everybody. Because he's an idiot. Mark, not dinosaur. Uh,
0: well, I don't know which one is the greater idiot here.
1: Mark is the greater idiot. For and believing in
0: dinosaurs? Why?
1: For 30 issues now, Mark has been going, yeah, we need to do greater good. And I trust dinosaurs to the point where I don't you know, even look in on him at all. I just sort of let him do whatever it is that he wants to do. Mark is so wrapped up in his own I don't know if it's a moral thing or his I don't know if it's a moral I think better than my father. I
0: don't know. Well, I'm sure it's daddy issues are probably related to it, but he is so wrapped up in I have to be better than this, and I think you know the Viltramites believe that they're the only ones that are the supreme being, essentially, that they have mastery over all the rest of the beings in the planet. And maybe part of that Viltramite is filtering through his head. To where he believes that because he is the all-powerful that he has to serve as the protector of the entire planet. And so maybe that's uh, wrapping a little bit too much up in his head because at the same time he's trying to, it's trying to cope with his human side. And then he realizes again and again and again that he's not the all-powerful being that, that everyone claims that his species is.
1: Yeah, and it's difficult because his head is wedged firmly up his own ass.
0: Yeah, a lot of times, yeah, lately
1: it just uh, i don't know this whole issue bothers me
0: it does me too
1: and this i mean this is not to me well it, it's it's the same argument that i had about when it happened in ultimatum is mm-hmm. the problem with a book where anything can happen is that Anything can happen sometimes means that it feels like there are no consequences. Right. I mean, this world has barely been rebuilt from the Viltrumite invasion. And what was that, 30 issues ago? Well, and,
0: and, you know, the Viltrumites are still floating around. I mean, they're inhabiting planet Earth and they have basically said we're going to be here this entire time to watch out for this planet until we at a time when we can rebuild and, you know, go forth and conquer.
1: And they show up, you know, when it's convenient, when they need a deus ex machina, you have a Viltrumite pop up. And that's another problem that I have with this. But what it really boils down to in this issue is it feels like Mark should have seen that other shoe ready to drop before a third of the planet was destroyed. Right. And I don't, I can't find any real motivation, anything that makes me understand Why Mark is saying, I need to give up my superhero identity and do something bigger. And Dinosaurus is going to be part of that because Dinosaurus has never hidden the fact that he wants to kill everything.
0: Well, but uh, in the way that he approached it with Mark was that they could together, working together, uh, Dinosaurus could, they could do certain tweaks and certain adjustments without really, uh, at the time, hurting anyone um, Mm -hmm. to save the planet and to save the environment and then what a great thing this would be for Mark to to come forth as this global protector and do the right thing and then Dinosaurus uh said, oh, well, I've got to kill all these people in in Las Vegas in order for this to work. We can save billions of lives. And then he lost his powers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, or Mark did. And so now he's only coming back to Dinosaurus, who's like, oh, Mark, you know, I was trying to get a hold of you, didn't know where you were. I did all the calculations, ran them again and again and again. We've only got a few weeks before we get to the tipping point, the point of no return. I had to act. It's not like Dinosaurus is, is, you know, twisting his little, uh, his little Dinosaurus mustache, and going, bah, ha, ha, you fell for my plot. No, I think he still believes that the best way for him to save the planet is to kill in this time instead of millions of people, maybe billions of people uh, in order to uh, set everything right. I think that I honestly think from the villain standpoint, the way that he's been written, he actually has, you know, Dinosaurus comes off as um Ghul, right? In order to save the planet, I have to kill millions of people. And I think, honestly, that's his his plan. He just wanted to have a distraction, so Mark couldn't stop his plan from going forth again. I don't think he wants total annihilation. I think that, deep down, he wants to bring that population down to both a manageable size and something that will prevent the planet from uh, just boiling away into space.
1: That being said... What he needs to do is get a multicultural bunch of kids with magic (laughs) rings. Because that's what saved the planet in the 80s.
0: That and Tom Cruise, yep. Um, I, the, that being said, though, Matthew. What the hell
1: kind of power is art, <laughs> anyway?
0: I really hate this ultimatum bit. And I don't know if it's just because we've seen this within, the, what has it been, the last three years or something that the ultimatum event happened? It's got to be about three years. Um, yeah, I think it's only two years. Jeez, I think I don't it was know.
1: 2009, yeah.
0: Maybe it's only no. It couldn't have been two thousand nine, really.
1: I think it was two thousand nine. That would be three years. Wow. Okay. Um, See, time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. I
0: know into the, the future. Piece. Can you believe that? Yeah, two thousand nine. Holy cow. Two thousand eight to two thousand nine. Wow, even further apart than that. Uh, I I don't know why this bothers yeah. me so much. You know, it it has been several years. Kirkman uses Invincible to uh prey upon or play upon the tropes that are out there. And this just seems like another, eh, remember when this happened? I can do it too.
1: Yeah, and I, there are a number of moments in this issue that fall flat for me in terms of characterization. Um, Cecil, uh-huh. the head of the Guardians of the Galaxy, and Invincible hate each other again. right. And of course, Invincible calls Cecil, and they're all of a sudden working together. This has happened over and over and over. Invincible's like, "I hate you." Oh wait, we have to work. I hate you. Oh wait, we have to. Maybe, maybe you know, what Ses- Cecil
0: should do is uh, just uh, play C- shells, him, Well, I was going to say C- uh, play some Taylor Swift, and maybe that message would finally get across to Mark.
1: We're no, never, that'll never ever work. Ever Taylor Swift, and you know she's dating together. again. Oh, is she? oh, I wow. can't wait to hear I Hate This Guy song. And she broke up with the Kennedy, and now she's... And now know.
0: she's dating Dave Goulet.
1: Yeah, just wait. Just wait, because there's going to come a day where she actually has to start murdering her boyfriends in order to get the inspiration for her number one hits. This will be a movie of the week. The Taylor Swift story. Uh, it's going to be subtitled Hacking Up Tom Cruise. But this whole issue is just... Uh, it feels like we're going through the motions. There's right, a right, big right. thing, and the Dinosaurus threat never really subsided. But the last time he did this was, what, 15 issues ago? I don't,
0: I don't remember when it, it was. Just, it's been a while. It's been in the he 80s. He
1: destroyed Vegas in the late 80s uh, of yeah, the series, not like right. the late 80s of, of the decade. And it just seems like there's there's been no traction with this story. I don't necessarily – as much as I like parts of the Guardians of the Globe and their mm-hmm. series – I just, I don't like them showing up here because it feels too easy. Right. Whenever there's a problem that's too big for Mark, all of a sudden, hey, it's the Guardians of the Globe. It feels a little bit like the stories that I used to write with the hundreds and hundreds of superheroes that I made up in college. And by made up, I mean generally, you know, variations on a theme and or outright stole. Right. But, I, I, and, you know, we all did that. I just, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand what this is. It feels like... A calculated and convoluted build-up to a big anniversary. It feels very—I don't know. It feels very manipulated. Well, it feels everyone, like writer, you know, the the writer has been kind of coasting, and now all of a sudden we need to push on to that big one hundred. And here's something that should be shocking, but since there's well, no consequences in this, here, universe,
0: here's the thing. I mean, they've teased Image and Kirkman have teased for months now that in issue one hundred everybody dies. And quite literally what we're seeing here with the flooding of the entire planet and people, you know, drowning, uh, we're seeing literally everybody dying, Um, which is just a little weird. I I don't know. Uh, First of all, I don't believe it would happen. Second of all, those people in Denver, you're going to need a mighty massive wave to get all the way up to Denver. Um, uh, The second thing, there are so many holes in how you can. Uh, bring this about to a, a reasonable conclusion where the entire planet isn't destroyed, right? I mean, what about the what about the Viltramites? What about Angstrom? Why are we just cutting away to him for no reason the way we've done time and time again? And I guess well, that is been,
1: it's been twenty issues. It's time to check in on Angstrom. Well, but that's
0: the thing, and, and that's probably kind of the thing is why has it been since uh, you know issue eighty six or whatever it was the last time we saw dinosaurs why suddenly is are we popping back into this why are we seeing the squidoids why are you know why do we keep playing those things out into some big ultimate huh, see what i did there reveal um uh-huh. and i really think that issue 100 you're going to see Viltrumites, angstrom somebody come forward and say let's put an end to this pretty quick
1: and that's my worry that's my big concern is uh probably 15 20 years ago um eric larson was writing the savage dragon and he wanted to do a bit where oh no the world ends so he ends the world right, right. and has the savage dragon walking the earth in a post-apocalyptic wonderland uh like Commandy in ripped pants right mm-hmm. it's an interesting arc and it lasts about 12 issues and at the end of it they basically hit the reset button by having him find an alternate Earth identical to the one where he used to live that lacks a savage dragon and moving there and resetting everybody back to the way it was before that. And I just, I look at this issue and I feel like we're going to have a big reset button even if somebody dies. And I do believe somebody's going to Oh, die. sure. I don't know that somebody's going to die permanently. At me, and I feel like it's weird that that the same guy writing walking dead is writing this because who just did
0: kill somebody just in its 100th issue. I mean, it had a big shocking bit.
1: Yeah, but it had a big shocking bit that worked on a purely personal level. That murder was shocking, not because it was a shocking murder, but because of the way it happened, who it happened to and the buildup to it. Right. Whereas this feels like, Hey, how can I get some of that same buzz? Or how can we build up to a big anniversary? But it doesn't feel like we've put in the legwork. It feels like we started the legwork and then we coasted a ways. Mm-hmm. And now we're at the point where Dinosaurus needs to really crank it up before issue 100. I don't do, you know. I that, just, do you think that do
0: you think that that is a result of the fact that this is a superhero book and not a different genre like a horror book? Do you think, it, this, think is, this, this is this is something that is a result of the fact that you have well, to play with all these tropes?
1: this is a result of the thought process that you have to constantly up the ante. Right. And Bob Kirkman has come out and said that he is a fan of early image. And that is, I mean, that's a very early image kind of trope for a while. Rob Liefeld was literally delivering us a new ultimate badass each year by having him beat up the last ultimate badass who showed up to beat up the last ultimate badass. Yeah. And we did this with a straight face. I feel like, We are building upon what's gone before, Mm -hmm. but I don't understand the main character's motivation. I don't understand the villain's motivation. Most of the secondary characters just sort of show up and, you know, dance around and say things that don't add or detract from what's going on. And Mark has been, for the better part of a year, kind of an unlikable douche. Yep. So... I'm, you know, I'm at the point where I'm hoping that 100 is a big dun da everything changes, everybody dies, whatever it is. I want something that doesn't feel like we're spinning our wheels with Invincible, and yeah. this is not, this is not a promising start for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It's, let's talk about art, Otley art. Let's Fill me in. Art.
1: I don't like art from Otley as much as I like art from Walker. Yeah. Walker, uh, Otley was the original artist, right? And uh, Walker was man, the second now one. Now you're getting Something me like
0: all... Uh, one of those two, I forget. They flip flop back and forth to the point now I don't remember. Let me look yeah. real quick.
1: The last panel of this issue is kind of goofy. Uh, it's got Invincible with his teeth gritted. Yeah. Yeah. Corey Cor- Cor- Cor-
0: Walker was out. the first one. Corey okay. Walker was the first one, and then Otley came in.
1: Okay. All right. So, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff here. And the flooding scenes, if you get past the fact that the flooding scenes are kind of, I don't know, a little bit cliche and a lot unbelievable, they look awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you look at the flooding scenes, it's actually done really well. It looks like there's a lens and the water is pressed up against it and the lens is right Mm -hmm. behind it, which I think is awesome, Mm -hmm. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... You know, when it comes down to it, art-wise, this is an issue of Invincible.
0: You don't like the art?
1: I don't dislike the art. It just kind of is the art.
0: Yeah, what? If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the art is fine. I really don't have a problem with the art, except that yeah. uh, it doesn't suffer from uh, superhero pose you know, <laughs> that you see so many times where everybody has to strike a pose. But it certainly suffers from everybody must make an angry, shouty face every panel. Itis.
1: <laughs> there are some shouty faces. And Dinosaurus has some wickedly posable facial muscles. Because there's yeah, a yeah. point where Dinosaurus's entire head changes. He's like. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. And his
1: brows are all knitted. And I'm just like, mud affirmative. Yeah. How does that the happen? The drowning sequences are probably. Probably the, the best parts of the book. Yeah. The best looking parts of the issue, even as they're the worst part of the story.
0: Yeah. 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 All right. Well, um, I, I don't know. I, I think from the story perspective, this is a little bit of a letdown. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what to do. I, I'm conflicted because on the one hand, Invincible is a pretty cool series that I've really enjoyed. And to be honest, I've kind of, I drift lately since about the eighties, I've drifted in and out of the series. So, um, it's not something that's really hard to pick back up on, but it's not something that has been yeah. top of my stack, uh, month after month. It's I'll read it when I get around to it, or in the case of when I have to do it for a podcast, pop in and catch up real quick and uh and read the story. It wasn't an enjoyable story. It was an interesting story for me. It was an interesting read. Um there's nothing in here that's surprising considering that so much of this we've seen in other places and that's kind of the point of what happens with Invincible. Um art wise, I thought it was fine. I mean there's nothing I mean it's it's Otley art and I like Otley art and uh and that works. Um but the combination together, put it all together between the pages, or between the cover, and really, this is about a three Still book for money. me. Yeah, it's about a three three star book for me this month. It's better than average, but mm, I don't know. I want to give it a little bit less, but I just can't. Eh, two and a half, I guess. It's it's really middle of the road.
1: Yeah, I would say a little bit lower than that. For me, this is this is not quite a two-star book. I'll give it two, based on. Nah, give you know, it what you history. think it was.
0: If, if you think it's a one, if you think it's a one and a half, give it a one and a half. But
1: all right, I'll go with one and a half then, because nothing here feels quite right. It feels like the you know. The motivation of the two characters who spend most of the issue, neither of their motivations are clear and make a lot of narrative sense. The big plot is a a shocking plot, but it's kind of that shocking, oh, my God, he's been stabbed from behind kind of plot that just.
0: Well, and I think and I think this is this is the reason why jumping to the story doesn't work, because the previous issue, 97, was all about um, uh, Zandale. Zandale. And what happened between (laughs) he and his parents and his girlfriend or whoever she was. And then Mark going to a comic convention to meet the creator of, um, what is it? Commander dog or science Science dog. Dog. And then he and Adam Eve getting it on afterwards and suddenly his powers are back. And then we cut right to, Hey man, if you wanted your suit back, you could have just told me. And we don't have any context between those two because it's all been about, uh, Zandale and his, and his, uh, becoming invincible indeed so it, it's it i guess it's because it's so jumpy,
1: jumpy it really jumpy, is
0: jumpy. jumpy i mean the story pl- i mean here two pages of of levy
1: not right and then a page of of japanese girls drowning in france and french girls drowning in japan
0: that's how big the wave was
1: man That's how big it
0: was. (laughs) So what, two and a half for me, one and a half for Matthew. Any other thoughts, anything else you want to add to uh, Invincible?
1: I I, I don't hate Invincible, and I know it may sound terrible. I didn't necessarily feel like this issue was up to even the regular Invincible stuff. And I think that part of the reason that I'm able to judge it so harshly is because of the heights that Invincible is capable of hitting. Mm Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where your kid, your kid misbehaving is one thing, but your kid misbehaving when she's normally awesome and almost never misbehaves, you're kind of you, you want to be even more harsh than you would with a kid who just normally goes. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. 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 No, I, I understand you know? that. I understand that. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. So now we got to pick a book for next week. Like no, yeah, my kids are totally. We like do.
1: That. What do we got? Uh
0: next week from uh Dark Horse, we've got Conan the Barbarian number eleven, creep number four, uh Massive number seven, orchid number eleven. Uh DC's got Batman number fifteen. Ooh. Um Let's see, anything else that really jumps out? Legion Lost number fifteen, but i will be honest with you, I haven't read Legion Lost in about fourteen issues. Is it the last issue? Oh, is Legion Lost ending?
1: Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't see. I didn't even know that. Blue Beetle is ending as well.
0: Well, I knew Blue Beetle was ending, but I thought that that ended the month before with issue 14. But all right. So Legion Lost is ending with 15. Why can't the Legion stay? Didn't they have the best combination? Didn't they make uh, What's-His-Face come back and redo Legion until he gets it right?
1: No, that was... uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> this book was Tom DeFalco. Oh,
0: okay. So this isn't uh, Paul Tom Levitz. Tom
1: DeFalco, best known for uh, doing a run on Thor that was basically a riff on uh, Lee and Kirby in the nineties. Mm, okay. Oh, and for having the Fantastic Four fight a guy called Oculus. <laughs> <laughs> Oculus. I, I Oculus, don't. I don't really Oculus.
0: see anything standing out from IDW. They've got Ghostbusters ongoing number sixteen, which uh, some good words on on Ghostbusters fifteen this past uh, week or two. Image Comics has
1: is 16 the one that has the, the new No,
0: that the team. 15 is the one that had the new team and you can read that review over at majorspoilers.com I should. Yeah, you really should and really pick it up. Uh, it's it's a pretty good book. Walking Dead 105, really have no interest in reading Walking Dead. Um Marvel next week. Ooh, Marvel. Amazing Spider-Man 699.1. What's what's the deal with these point 1 issues? Fill everyone in on these point 1 issues, Matthew. What goes on with Marvel
1: us? wants your money. Ta-da. <laughs>
0: really? That's it. Oh man. What a letdown. That's that's what's up with uh, the point. Really? Oh man. I thought they were going to do something more with that. Uh, surprising. Um, ooh, Marvel universe ultimate <laughs> Spider-Man number nine. Oh no, my phone's ringing. Oh, it's going to wake up the kid. Hope the phone's off upstairs. That's not good. Um, that's not good. Who is calling at nine o'clock at night? Oh, Matthew Ultimate Comics Iron Man number 3.
1: He's we are getting down me.
0: we are getting down to the end of the year. This is what's making this so difficult um in finding books because there people are starting to lighten up because they know comic book sales go down right at the holidays. Yeah. I am just not seeing anything. Nothing. I don't I mean, unless you're seeing something that that uh pops out. I mean, we could do Fanboys versus Zombies number nine from Boom Studios. Um
1: Ooh.
0: Knights of the Dinner Table one ninety two. Ooh
1: no. <laughs> uh, you cannot. You know.
0: How's uh how's Peter Cannon Thunderbolt?
1: Yeah, let's try Pete Cannon.
0: All right, Peter Cannon one Thunderbolt from Dynamite I I Entertainment. It. You think you like to? Yeah, yeah, number four. That's what we'll Eight be doing.
1: Cannon Thunderbolt. Yeah, I don't. I didn't review it, so I don't know for sure how I felt about it.
0: Okay. Because uh, until
1: I put it down on the intar webs, it didn't actually happen.
0: Oh, what about this? What Sherlock Holmes Liverpool Demon number one? Ooh, that's from Dynamite. Sherlock Inner. Holmes. You like Sherlock Holmes?
1: I do like me some Holmes. And
0: you know, this is by. Um, Alan Moore's daughter, Leah Moore, Leah Lea Moore, Lea Moore and her husband. Ripion. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's a, that's a Cracking
1: good. up. Let's do some Sherlock Holmes.
0: Oh, I really love their last series that they did. It was really, really good. So we will uh, see if that holds up next week on Dueling Reviews as Matthew and I take on a- Sherlock Holmes. Listeners, if you want to see this uh, podcast continue, a couple of things that you need to do, well, that we need you to do. First of all, head over to Majorspoilers.com. Use the comment section. Tell us what you think about this uh, this uh, podcast, the, this show. If you have seen, um, I'm sorry, if you've seen, if you've read this book, if you've read uh, Invincible 98, we also have the reader rating down at the bottom of the article where you can give a, your star rating of this book. It gives us a little bit of feedback to let us know what you guys think of all of this. the uh, Next thing that you Tell like. Tell
1: us we're wrong. We love that.
0: Oh, no, that's fine, too. I, I don't mind that at all. Um, the next thing that you guys need to do is if you want to see shows like this continue dueling reviews, the major spoilers podcast. Um, oh, Matthew, you're going to want to tune into tomorrow's major spoilers podcast, because uh, we sit down and not only do we talk about what's the problem with women in comics uh, as far as the uh, the costuming and the in this uh, as I as I term it. Uh, what do I say? It's sex, sex and sex and. It's not sexualization, but it's uh, sex sensualization, or you know, over over exaggerating, sensationalizing sex with women. We also school Sex-centuating. young sex Sexcentuating. We also school young Zach on movies that he needs to watch that he has not watched yet. Can you believe he hasn't watched the the most recent Star Trek movie?
1: Well, he's twelve.
0: Well, but come on, he hasn't even seen the movie M.
1: He doesn't get out.
0: No, he really much. doesn't. He's got a girlfriend, so you know. Anyway,
1: uh, well, that's, the,
0: that's the next was, uh, episode uh, of the Major School Spoilers Podcast. It, listeners, it does not have Matthew on it. Because Matthew was earning some massive overtime holiday pay at his RWJ.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There was uh, a thing where uh, three people called in sick, and they pulled in all the reserves. And I got to be bouncing boy leading the Legion of Substitute Heroes into battle. Ta-ta, and I defeated the Kunz with my bare hands.
0: Probably not as exciting as you actually described it as, but okay. If that's, if, that's that's the fantasy exactly world, if that's the fantasy world you had to escape into while you sat for hours behind a desk, then okay. <laughs>
1: All
0: right, Matthew, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Listeners, again, uh, let us know if you like this show and want to see it continue. We certainly enjoy sitting down and diving into a book in detail, certainly more so than what we can do in a single episode of the Major Spoilers podcast. Also, if you're buying anything for the holidays, please consider using the Amazon.com link over at Majorspoilers.com. Every purchase that you make through our link at Majorspoilers.com over at Amazon uh, gives us a little credit back, and that allows us to pay some bills, pay some server costs, and in fact, put a little holiday spending money in Matthew's pocket, so he can go out and have uh, a little bit of money to spend for his holiday shopping.
1: Jingle bells.
0: All right, everybody, that Are wraps it listening? up. Uh, we got another top five coming up in a couple of weeks, uh, right around Christmas, I think. Top five mm-hmm. favorite um, or top five favorite Christmas gifts that we've ever received. That's coming up on an upcoming top five. Uh, we've also got the Munchkinland podcast. Check that out. Critical Hit coming up this weekend, and a lot, a lot more. All right. Thank you so much, Matthew, and everyone else. We will see you next time on Dueling Reviews. Major spoilers. It's copyright 2012.